0: It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Was your narcissist a villain or a victim? You see, a lot of times, narcissists will be in one of either category. They're either the villain or they're the victim. But typically, they'll never be honest about whichever one they are. So, you have narcissists that are the overt kind that you see out there and you recognize very quickly, like, oh, this person has something wrong. There's something different about this person. Maybe there's something not actually right with this personality kind of a thing. And you start realizing, hey, this might be an overt narcissist. This might be someone who is actively engaging in levels of abuse. Now, it might just be mentally, emotionally, but it also could be in physical abuse as narcissists a lot of times will progress. The more you take them back, the longer they're in the relationship, the more they will accelerate their level of abuse. So this person could be the villain in the situation. So they could be the one who's actively abusing, actively aggravating the situation. They're the ones that are raging, that are yelling, that are throwing things, that are breaking things, that are destroying your life in so many different ways. And then there's the opposite side and there's the narcissist that's the victim. These are the more covert narcissists, the ones that kind of slide underneath the radar that most people outside don't realize, and a lot of times the people in the relationship don't realize what's actually going on. These are the ones that slowly come in and start to nitpick at tiny little things. They start to devalue in different ways. They start to get to you in small little ways that tend to reduce your self-confidence or your self-worth or your self-esteem. And these on the victim side, they'll come in and they'll isolate you. They'll make sure that you're not around anybody else because why would you want to be? You need to spend time with them if you show them love, if you care about them. And they'll try to manipulate you back time and time and time again through a victim mentality. A lot of times I talk to people with one-on-ones and I'll be interacting with them and some of them are being completely on the villain side where they're like raging, yelling, throwing stuff and others are that more subtle side. They're more on like the victim side where they're coming in quieter and just saying little things to be able to control and to manipulate the conversation. If that's what you're dealing with, there's a lot of different things that go in, into that. It's a lot of different things that go into different forms of narcissism and each one is very scary is very manipulative and is abusive you see sometimes people in relationships they think like oh I've never been hit I've never been really yelled at like we've gotten to arguments never been this this and this so I've never really been in a bad relationship I've never been in abuse and they tend to twist the idea and not really view what abuse is A lot of times it'll be hidden under gaslighting or manipulation or uh, future faking or love bombing. And people won't realize, hey, someone else controlling me, someone else controlling my perception, my will, my desires is still manipulation and that's still abuse. Sometimes it's done just overtly and sometimes it's done covertly. The covert ones a lot of times are what people ask for because those are the ones that are harder for people to identify. They kind of sneak underneath the surface. It's like the little phrases that you don't necessarily pick up right away. It's the little comments that slowly eat away at you and kind of get at your self-esteem over a period of time. Like, do you really think you should be wearing that? Or, you know, why are you going to the gym? Like, do you need to impress somebody? The little things that they'll use to just put a tiny little wedge Something that will start to make you doubt, doubt your self-worth and doubt what you're doing. You see this oftentimes exemplified in isolation where the narcissist will not tell you you can't go go be with other people, but will say like, oh, well, I thought you were going to spend time with me. Like, I thought you loved me. I thought we were going to spend time together. Or they'll start to devalue those friends just a little bit of like, you know what? Like I heard someone say something about you the other day and I just, I don't know, I just get a weird vibe about them. I don't think you should really hang around them. do anything they can to be able to control and manipulate. Coverts, I think, are the more dangerous side and that's the side that is really, really hard to identify and can slip underneath the radar between the people inside the home and people outside. If you're new here on this channel, I'm a self narcissist and I've been working on myself for years to try to grow and change who I am. It's something that I still struggle with on a day-to-day basis. The narcissistic thoughts, the emptiness, the empathy, all those different things are stuff that I battle on a day-to-day basis. And I'm on this platform to try to bring awareness, growth, healing, and change to people out there. Because there's a lot of people that don't know about narcissism. They don't know they've been in an abusive relationship, and they just think, this is the norm. Or they think, this is love. And those are the people that I try to talk to each and every day. Almost every single day, I'm sitting down talking with someone who's been in an abusive relationship or who's come out of one. And they don't know what to make of it. They haven't found closure. They can't talk to the person anymore. They know that person's toxic for them, but they still want to go back in countless different scenarios. And those are the type of people that I try to talk to every single day to try to help them find healing and change and to be able to grow. If that's you and you want to talk sometime, would love to be able to talk more and click on the link for my website, Raw Motivations, and go, click on one-on-ones. Would love to talk to you and try to help you find that healing and growth. You see, oftentimes when I'm doing one-on-ones, I'm interacting with people and they give me examples. They talk to me about different things that pop up. They'll have the narcissist that will say, Here we go again. Like, I knew this was gonna happen. The eye roll, the smirk, all those type of things. They'll have they'll have the guilt tripping after the fact. You know what? Everything was fine until you did this. You know, everything was going along just great, and then you happen to open your mouth about this, and this is what happens. And oftentimes that narcissist will flip it back on you and they'll blame you for something that's already passed, that something that's already happened that you had no effect on. They'll say, it's always something with you. Like you always bring something to the table. Like you're always complaining. You're always, and they'll try to nitpick at those little things over and over and over. A lot of times you'll see a narcissist try to tell you something after the fact. So you go out to eat and you didn't order, didn't order dessert. You didn't even, you didn't even ask the waiter for dessert. And you leave, and the nurse is like, "I was gonna get dessert, but you know you didn't really offer." Or I was gonna do this, but you didn't even include me. Or I was gonna do this, but you didn't even tell me this was going on. And what they'll try to do is they'll try to play the blame game with you over a period of time, so they blame you for something that's already in the past. That way you don't have the opportunity to actually fix it. Because normally what you'd have is if some if the waiter comes up and asks for if you want dessert, the person who wants it would say, hey, I'd like dessert. But they'll let the person walk away and be like, oh, like, thanks. I guess you didn't care about me. Like you didn't care if I want dessert. Like they'll do it after the fact. And the reason why is to be able to up the blame game, which breeds more from you you as being the empath of the other person in the toxic relationship when i'm when i'm degrading you that way of like i guess you didn't think about me it starts to make you on the defensive and it starts to make you think like oh yeah i did care about you like oh yeah i'm so sorry let me do this and it builds a slow habit of letting you take the blame for someone else's actions so the fact that i sit at the table and i don't order dessert and they walk away and I blame you for that. I blame you for the fact that I didn't speak up. Blame, blame you for the fact that I didn't acknowledge and express what I wanted. That slowly builds that blame where you start taking my blame. And over a period of time, you take my blame more and more and more. And you get to the place with the narcissist where you start taking blame for giant things that have never crossed your mind before. And then the narcissist comes in your life and looks at you and says, you're the reason I cheated. I cheated because I wasn't happy and that's your fault. And they will blame stuff on you over and over and over again. Let me tell you right now, they're responsible for their own actions. When I am living my life and I'm living my life apart from my purpose, apart from loving my wife, apart from loving my daughter, and I'm choosing to go out and be with other people, that whole aspect of my life was my choice. It's an awful part of my life. It's a part that I'm not proud of, but it's a part of my story that I can come to you and say, hey, I have been in those shoes of being the person that has abused other people mentally and emotionally. And this is how it's played. If I can get you to acknowledge blame for something tiny, for something small, then that means I can get you to accept blame for something larger, for something bigger. And as it continues to progress and grow, that any type of shame, any type of guilt that I feel as the narcissist, as the toxic person, I am able to shelve that off to you, and over a period of time, you will start to take it willingly. And over and over set boundaries grow yourself continue to build up your self-confidence your worth because that's what it takes to be able to set a difference otherwise it will keep happening the abuse will continue it'll accelerate it'll grow from being emotional abuse to mental abuse to physical abuse you name it it'll happen set boundaries hold clear consequences because otherwise that blame game is going to keep going and the narcissist is going to keep blaming you for the actions and the deeds that they did if you want to talk more grab my website rawmotivations.com follow me on tiktok instagram and facebook if you're not subscribed by now please subscribe thanks so much